0: to our podcast true crimes and story times i'm kirsten i'm michelle
1: and i'm bringing you another true crime episode today we have officially switched back to me doing true crime and michelle doing story times for this week so if you haven't already make sure you go listen to michelle's story time that went on wednesday
0: of vampires yeah it's a good one september is i'm sorry but to me fall starts september 1st oh for sure really actually before that Mm -hmm. i decorate my house like middle of august Mm -hmm. so i'm one of those people same so um and since i don't have story time in october i thought well i might as well go ahead and do some spooky story story times times. so yeah if you haven't listened to it go ahead sounds good but i'm
1: bringing you a pretty popular um case today we're going to be talking about lizzie borden okay and whether she murdered her family with an axe or not i'm sure most of you are familiar with this case maybe you might not know some of the details in it but we're gonna get into it all right let's go so her father andrew jackson borden was born in fall river massachusetts in 1822 and i had no idea that's
0: like 200 years ago yeah Exactly. Oh,
1: yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) I had no idea how old this case was. Really? I thought it was like in the 1900s.
0: I knew it was 1800s.
1: I didn't. I really didn't. That's crazy. And honestly, I didn't know much about this case at all Mm -hmm. before I researched it. But Andrew was born into a very wealthy family, but he was very stingy with his money.
0: I think most wealthy people are.
1: He, like, would put his money up and live, like, the cheapest he could. To save his money. Mm-hmm. He found a job making caskets and was very famous around town, but he was still cheap.
0: Okay, weird correlation, because I used to make caskets yeah, as a job. Yeah, weird. And I've never heard anyone else mm-hmm. making caskets. He it's would, really... like,
1: make them, like, super short to, like, try and save money on wood and stuff.
0: Really? Make them, like, super cheap. Dude, we made ones that were, like, really wide, like, for, you know bigger people Uh but i could barely reach the top like that's how big they were Mm -hmm. it was insane but anyways he would make them like as small as he could okay
1: um so andrew married sarah anthony morse and had three children with her the oldest was emma lenora and she was born in 1851 okay their second alice esther Was born in 1856, but died before her second birthday. Mm -hmm. And then Lizzie Andrew, weird middle name for a little girl, but she was born in 1860. Okay. And then the girl's mother, Sarah, died two years after Lizzie was born. So she was only two years old. Dang. So then Andrew remarried, and he got married to Abby Durfee Gray. Um, and that was three years after Sarah had died. Okay. So, Lizzie was only, like, five whenever he remarried. So, Andrew was actually so cheap that he refused to pay for electricity and indoor plumbing for his house. Could you imagine? Yeah, like, he was cheap, cheap. Like, penny pincher. But he had the money. He That's just insane didn't want to me. spend it. Yeah, yeah. But that will be a key point later in in the case. So he also chose to live in the poor area of town, despite having enough money to afford to live in the wealthy part of town. He just chose to live cheap. Okay. So, Emma, the oldest daughter, she was 12 years old when her mother died and promised her mother that she would be a mother figure to Lizzie because she was so young. That's understandable. Emma and Lizzie were not happy when their father remarried Abby and called her Mrs. Borden instead of mom or even by her name.
0: Well, yeah, I wouldn't call her mom. That's not your mom. But
1: to call her Mrs. Borden, I'd at least call her Abby, you know?
0: Yeah, I guess some people I understand calling them mom if you're that young and Mm -hmm. your mom dies and that's all you know Mm -hmm. obviously but yeah i guess if you really don't like somebody Mm -hmm. but
1: the borden household was pretty calm
0: even though lizzie
1: and emma didn't like abby at all it was still like a pretty like normal household have to keep up
0: appearances
1: yeah not like super hateful or anything like that Growing up, Lizzie liked being left alone, and she liked being by herself. She never had any friends and never went to any kind of parties. She kept to herself, didn't talk to anybody. Um, She was a really good student and took her schoolwork very seriously, but she ended up dropping out of school when she was 16. Emma and Lizzie had a religious upbringing and did a lot of activities with their church. They also never got married, and no one ever really knew why. Hmm. Lizzie was an activist, and she was part of various groups, one being the Women's Christian Temperance Union, who supported prohibition and believed that businesses should be closed on Sundays. Okay. So she was very, like, um, involved in her church and, like, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Lizzie was generous and compassionate, which was the opposite of her father because he was very stingy. Yeah. So, like I said before, Lizzie never got married, Mm -hmm. and at this period of time, most people got married for monetary gain or for status, not for love. And once a woman would get married, she was basically, she basically belonged to her husband. She was was property. His property. Yeah. But that idea was starting to be, like, pushed away, and it was becoming more common that people would marry out of love, but it was still kind of, like, looked down on and kind of back and forth.
0: So maybe since she technically, her father was very wealthy, she already had status, so she didn't Mm -hmm. necessarily need to get married, Mm -hmm. right?
1: Yeah, and she never, like, clicked with anyone that she would love, Mm -hmm. I guess, but it is speculated that she might have been gay. And she might have had a secret relationship with their family's live-in maid,
0: Bridget. Interesting.
1: It was never confirmed, but it was just speculated. Gotcha. And that's also kind of a big part later down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, Lizzie lived with her father and Abby until her 30s, and things seemed pretty good, even though you know, they still didn't like each other. They seemed to get along. But tensions began to grow, and it was about money. Okay. Um, Andrew suddenly gifted his wife's sister, Abby's sister, a whole house. Gave her a house. And Lizzie and Emma believed that the sister only got along with their father because he had money, and she wanted his money, and they didn't like that. They thought that she was taking advantage of him. Yeah. Because he did. He was very, very wealthy. Mm-hmm. He just didn't show it. Yeah. Um, also, he's been cheap and stingy with money their whole life, and now he's just, like, giving away houses. Right. That's kind of weird to me. Interesting. I don't know. Um, so, Emma and Lizzie talked him into, give, into him giving them the house they grew up in before their mother had died. But it was, like, a whole big thing where they had to be, there had to be, like, a male figure in the house to, like, help keep up the house and mm-hmm. stuff. So, they couldn't live in it long. hmm So, they ended up selling the house back to their father for $5,000, which is $160,000 today. Okay. So, he gave them the house, mm-hmm. but then they sold it back to him, so they still got money out of it. Got you. So, then there was an incident with some pigeons. Lizzie loved animals, and okay. she loved pigeons. She would, like, take care of them. She built a roost for the pigeons, and Andrew did not like them at all. Okay. He was, like, not happy about her building this roost, so the pigeons would stay around. hmm So, he murdered all the pigeons. What the fuck? And said that they were just, like, free food. So, like, they ate them. What the hell? Yeah, ate these pigeons that she would, like, take care of. Ew. Also. Yeah. So, one day, Andrew and Abby took a trip, and when they came back, they had been robbed. There were a bunch of valuables that had been stolen out of a desk. hmm They suspected that it was Lizzie, but nothing ever came of it. They never figured out who it was or if it was Lizzie or not. Um, it didn't, they didn't really say much. Gotcha. A month later, Emma and Lizzie... Took a vacation for a few days after they had been arguing with the family. hmm After they got back, Lizzie stayed in a guest house type of thing for four days. Okay. It was almost like a, I don't know how to describe it, like a guest house, I guess mm-hmm. is the best way, but it wasn't like on their property.
0: Oh, okay. So it wasn't like a mother-in-law house.
1: No, it was like away. Okay. It was just like some other building they owned, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um... On August 2nd, something the family ate didn't agree with their stomachs. They all started getting sick. Okay. Andrew and Abby took turns sitting on the quote-unquote toilet all night, which wasn't really a toilet because you didn't have indoor plumbing. Right. And the next morning, they went across the street to the physician um, right when he opened to figure out what was going on. Okay. They were suspicious that someone was trying to poison them but specifically poison Andrew.
0: Okay, because he's the wealthy one, technically. Right.
1: He was so cheap, and people thought that he was snobby, and he, he thought that he was all that because he had this money, mm-hmm. and so he had his fair share of enemies. Oh, I'm sure. So it wouldn't be surprised surprising to them if someone was trying to poison him. So the doctor prescribed them some castor oil, to help their stomachs. I don't know. I put question marks in my notes. I don't know how castor oil would help. Yeah. In that situation. Interesting. But apparently it did. So the next day the doctor went back across the street to their house. Mm-hmm. To check and make sure that their the prescription was working well. And when he walked in. Lizzie ran downstairs like she was hiding. Like she didn't want to be seen. It was kind of weird. She like saw him come in, come in and ran downstairs to the basement. Mm-hmm. So, the doctor, he did his thing or whatever and tried charging them for the house
0: visit. Oh, yeah. That's his job.
1: But he wasn't invited over. He came over on his own oh, account. Oh, okay. So, Andrew was like, I'm fine. I'm not paying for the bill because, like, you didn't do anything. Like, you came over on your own and he was cheap. So, but the doctor was the-
0: kind of trying to take advantage of his wealth.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> Sorry.
1: So, later that day... A rumor has it that Lizzie went downtown Mm -hmm. and tried to purchase cyanide. Okay. Okay. Which is not... We've heard that in
0: quite a few cases we've covered on this podcast.
1: That's not something that you just go buy. Mm -hmm. You don't just go buy cyanide. Right. So the pharmacist refused to sell it to her. She was like, absolutely the fuck not. (laughs) I guess she tried to say she was going to use it to like clean something... I don't know interesting that was like her excuse so that same day lizzie went to visit her friend alice russell telling her about how her family might have been poisoned and that she was afraid for her life she was afraid that somebody was going to come like kill them all okay so she went back home around 9 p.m and went straight to bed her father and her uncle john which was her mother's brother were sitting in the living room okay the next morning, and he stayed the night that night. The next morning was August 4th, nineteen 19- or 1892, sorry. The family woke up and ate breakfast, but Lizzie didn't join them. This wasn't uncommon, because Lizzie didn't get along with Abby. Okay. So, she didn't really want to be around the family. Gotcha. She did this quite often. That makes sense. So, Uncle John left the house to go run errands, and Andrew left the house to go run errands. Okay. Emma left to spend the day with her friends, and Bridget, who is the housemaid, went outside because she was still sick from the suspected poisoning, or food poisoning, um, before, and then she was ordered to wash all of the windows inside and out that day. So this means that only Lizzie and Abby were left in the house. Uh Uh-oh. Bridget came inside to do the dishes before she was going to clean the windows, mm-hmm. and Lizzie told her there was no reason for her to lock the door, even though her father had always told them to keep the door locked at all times. Okay. So Lizzie was like, don't worry about locking the door, like, you're going to be in and out washing the windows, so don't worry about it, even mm-hmm. though her father was like, make sure you always lock the doors okay. after they had been robbed that one time. Mm-hmm. Then he was like, I want to make sure that none of my shit gets robbed again, Yeah. basically. So, Abby spent the next few hours cleaning, cleaning up the house, even though they had a live-in maid. She still wanted to do things around the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she was interrupted. She was attacked. Okay. So, it is said that she heard somebody behind her and turned around and was facing her attacker. She saw her attacker. hmm Before, she was struck on the side of her head with a hatchet just above her ear which caused her to turn and fall face first on the floor. Like, it was with so much force that she, like, whipped around and turned on the floor yeah. and fell on the floor face down. So, this also caused her to have cuts on her nose and forehead from hitting the ground. Right. She was then struck 17 more times in the back of her head, and that's what killed her. That's personal. So, Andrew returned home around 10.30 a.m., but his key wouldn't work, so he knocked on the door. Right. Bridget went to open the door, but it was jammed. She later reported that she had heard Lizzie giggle when she was trying to open the door, but she didn't see Lizzie anywhere. Interesting. Which was weird. Um, she said the laughter was coming from the top of the stairs where Abby had already been dead, or been killed, but nobody knew. Okay. Okay. This is significant because anyone that was upstairs could see Abby's dead body, but Lizzie denied ever being upstairs at that time. Okay. So, Lizzie opened the door. Lizzie helped them open the door, and when a- Andrew asked Lizzie where Abby was, she said a messenger had come and summoned her to visit a sick friend. Okay. So, she wasn't home when, in reality, she was upstairs sick. Or, I mean, dead. Sorry. She was right. dead. Um... Lizzie then said that she had helped her father out of his boots and into his slippers before he laid on the couch for a nap. Mm. Lizzie asked Bridget if she wanted to go shopping because there was a department store sale in town, and um, Bridget said no because she was still feeling sick yeah, she and was wanted just to take earlier. a nap. Mm-hmm. So around 11.10 a.m., Bridget said she was in her room on the third floor of the be- of the house when she heard Lizzie call to her and say, Maggie, they sometimes called her Maggie, come quick, father's dead. Somebody came in and killed him. So Andrew was downstairs on the couch. He had been struck 10 to 11 times with a hatchet like object.
0: So similar to Abby. Mm-hmm.
1: This is kind of graphic, so I would skip ahead, like, 30 seconds, because I'm going to talk about his wounds, and it's pretty gross. Okay. So, one of his eyes had been split in two, which meant he was asleep when he was attacked. Okay. Like, his eyeball was, like, cut in half. Right. Uh, the wounds were still bleeding, which meant the attack was very recent. hmm He was also wearing the boots, that Lizzie had previously claimed to help him take off and put the slippers on. But he was wearing boots when he was when he died. So Doctor Bowen, I think is how you say his name. Okay. From across the street, the doctor across the street mm-hmm. came over and pronounced them both dead and said that Andrew had been killed around eleven o'clock. Okay. Lizzie's initial answers to the police's questions were strange. Mm-hmm. She reported hearing a groan or a scraping noise or, like, a distress call before she entered the house. Because, so when, Brid- when she asked Bridget to go shopping with her, and Bridget said no, she was like, I don't want to go by myself. So she said she went out to the barn. I don't know what she was doing in the barn, but she went out to the barn and then came back
0: in. And Also, here's the thing I was thinking Mm -hmm. if anyone upstairs could see that abby was dead bridget went upstairs to take a nap
1: i think it was a different i don't i don't know the exact layout of the house there
0: might have been like a servant's quarters Mm -hmm. maybe
1: because it was like she lived on like the third floor
0: yeah which is like a servant's quarters yeah Mm -hmm. but how do you get to the third story that's there might seeing.
1: be, like, a separate staircase or, like, a step, a separate way to like go. Like a servant's staircase,
0: mm-hmm. too. That's true. That's true. I'm not sure. Okay. Um,
1: so, she had went out to the barn, Lizzie, instead of going shopping. Two hours later, after she had said she heard that groan and stuff, she told the police she heard nothing and entered the house not realizing anything was wrong. So, her story is changing. When she was asked where Abby was, she told them about the messenger and her going to see a sick friend. She also said she thought Abby had returned home and asked if someone would go upstairs to look for her. So Bridget and a neighbor of theirs went upstairs to find her and they got halfway up the stairs before they saw her face down in a pool of blood. Mm. So officers reported that Lizzie was too calm. When she was talking to them about what was going on. What if she was in shock? Mm, that's true. I mean, I think I'd be in shock. So they did a quick sweep of Lizzie's room, but didn't do, like, a thorough sweep. Because mm-hmm. Lizzie said she was feeling sick and wanted to lay down. And so the officers were, like, criticized on this later because they didn't do a good enough search. Gotcha. So, in their search... They found, the police found two hatchets, two axes, and a hatchet head with a broken handle in the basement. So it mm. was just the head. The broken hatchet was suspected to be the murder weapon because the break looked recent and there was dust on it that looked like it was put there on purpose to make it look like it had been there for a while.
0: How do you know that a break is recent? I don't know. That I don't know. It. I don't,
1: that's just what it said. Hmm. So, Andrew and Abby's stomach was tested for poison during the autopsy, but none was found. Okay. Because they suspected that they had been poisoned.
0: So, maybe it was actually the days food prior. poisoning. hmm And it wasn't real poison. They were just being paranoid. Yes.
1: Um, Lizzie and Emma's friend Alice stayed the night with them the night after the murders, and their uncle John also spent the night in the guest room in the attic. Police were stationed around the house that night. One officer said he saw Lizzie enter the cellar with Alice, carrying a kerosene lamp and a slop pail, like a metal bucket. He said he saw them both exit and go back in the house, and then Lizzie came back and went back to the cellar alone. Okay. He said it was hard to see what she was doing, but it looked like she was bent over the sink. Okay. When she was in the cellar. On August 6th, police did a more thorough search of the house and informed Lizzie that she was a suspect in the case. And the next morning, Alice saw Lizzie ripping up a dress that was supposedly covered in paint, Mm. and she was putting it into the wood-burning stove. Gotcha. Burning it. It's unknown whether this was the dress she wore the night of the murders or not. Because it was burned. So on August 11th, Lizzie was served a warrant and arrested. Okay. A grand jury began hearing evidence on November 7th, and Lizzie was indicted on December 2nd. Her trial took place in New Bedford starting on June 5th, 1983. Five days before the trial started, on June 1st, Another axe murder occurred in Fall River. The victim was Bertha, Manchester, and was found hacked to death in her kitchen. Jeez. Her case was very similar to the Borden's case, so they thought that it was related May have been
0: connected. Mm-hmm.
1: However, Jose Carrera de Mayo was later convicted of Bertha's murder. And was determined to not be in the vicinity of Fall River at the time of the Borden's murders. So, he didn't do it. A large point of discussion in the trial was the hatchet head that was found in the basement. Right. Prosecutors argued that the killer had removed the handle
0: because it would have been covered in blood. But, like, didn't it say it was broken off? Right. So, like, a hatchet... It could have been broken after because it was... Right, might have been covered with But, like, blood. a hatchet is connected to a piece of wood, and the piece of wood goes through the hatchet. Mm-hmm. So, if it was used, there would still be blood on that wood that remained inside the hatchet if it was broken. That's true. You see what I'm saying? I see what I'm saying. This was also the 1800s. I know. I'm just... I'm con- conspiring. Oh, no, not conspiring. I'm playing devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, we yeah. go.
1: So, one officer said the handle of the broken hatchet head... Mm-hmm. Had been found near the hatchet, but another officer contradicted contradicted this. Sorry, and said that there was no handle. Got gotcha. there was no handle around at all. So, although no bloody clothes were found at the crime scene, Alice had testified that she did witness Lizzie burning her dress in the stove because it was supposedly ruined with paint. I think that's
0: pretty convenient that she. What color was the paint? I don't know. See, that's my... Yeah. That's my first thought, is what color was it? Was it red? brown... Or brown? At like that point, I think maroon? it would be, like, brown, probably. Mm-hmm. It could still be red, depending on how much, but mm-hmm. I feel like it would be so oxidized at that point, it'd be brown. Yeah. So, like, what color paint was it? Right.
1: So, according to testimony, Bridget was upstairs around 10.58 a.m., and Lizzie told several people that she went to the barn at the same time for about 20 minutes to a half an hour. Okay. A neighbor testified that he saw Lizzie go to the barn and saw Lizzie going back inside at 11.03. And at 11.10 is when Lizzie called Bridget downstairs and said that Andrew had been murdered. So she has an alibi, technically. It's not a tight alibi. It's not very tight because... The neighbors saw her go back inside at 11.03 mm-hmm. and she didn't call Bridget down until
0: 11.10. Gotcha.
1: That's a very small window. That's seven minutes. But the blood was recent. Like it was a recent, it had happened recently. Here's my thought.
0: How did she change her, how did she murder? Okay, If she went back in the house at 11.03. Mm-hmm. That's just, how did she murder him? go upstairs, get cleaned and washed off all the blood and also changed her clothes and then hid the dress that she was wearing because I assume she was wearing a dress because Mm -hmm. it was the 1800s. All in seven minutes time. Something else that I didn't put in my notes Mm -hmm. was that she called
1: Bridget down, but she told Bridget not to come into the room and told her to go across the street to the doctors, I think, or go get somebody to call the police or something. So she told Bridget like just go. Don't come in here. Don't don't look.
0: But and I need you to go get she somebody went and got cleaned up while she was gone. Yeah.
1: Okay. I didn't I forgot to put that in my notes, but I did read that. So, this is kind of fucked up. Abby and Andrew's heads were removed during the autopsy. Mhm. And they were admitted as evidence and presented in court. That their is really heads. fucked up. Yes. So Lizzie fainted at the sight of their heads. As anyone would.
0: Yeah. Sorry. I mean, even if she. I don't know. I would. I would, even if it was somebody I didn't
1: know. That makes me think
0: that, like, she may not have committed it. Because if she saw the heads and she Mm -hmm. fainted, like, Mm -hmm. if you committed the murder, you would just be, like, straight face, like, nothing. Yeah. You know? I feel like. Yeah. Maybe you have to actually be, like,. A psychopath to not have any emotion to
1: Mm them. So, after all was said and done, after an hour and a half of deliberation, Mm -hmm. the jury acquitted Lizzie of the murders. When she was leaving the courthouse, she told reporters that she was the happiest woman in the world. Is it because
0: she wasn't convicted? Mm -hmm. Or was it because she got away with murder?
1: I just thought of this. Mm-hmm. and i just finished reading that book mm-hmm. and it has a, l- a lot of similarities
0: yeah this. it does actually that's yeah. interesting we're not going to say what book we don't want to yeah, it. yeah no you. but i just think
1: that's weird that i was reading a book kind of about something like this and i just finished it <laughs> so although she was acquitted she remains a prime suspect in her father and her
0: stepmother's case okay but like you can't charge someone twice though right so they couldn't go back after her, even if they wanted to also she's dead but also
1: something <laughs> i learned from that book i ju- that we just read uh-huh you can't be charged for murder twice yeah I for know. the same murder twice. yeah
0: you can't be charged i don't Which think I for the same crime that. twice yeah like once they charge you once and you get acquitted like they can't go back and charge you again mm-hmm. yeah
1: like you're you're acquitted mm-hmm. like that's it yep so she still remains a suspect it was suggested that maybe she was physically and sexually abused by her father, which is what drove her to kill him. Could be there's a possibility. A, there's little evidence to that, but it could be a possibility. Yeah, I mean, how much evidence would there really be? It, I mean, we 1800s, see it all the time. Yeah. Where it's, people get away with it all the time. Yeah. So, wouldn't be hard. Another suggestion was that Abby had caught Lizzie and Bridget together and punished them for it, which caused Lizzie to kill her. And then when she confessed it to her father, she killed him as well.
0: Maybe he didn't react the way she wanted him to Mm -hmm. or something. Bridget was also considered a suspect. I could see that.
1: Maybe she had killed them because they ordered her to clean the windows on a particularly hot day, when she was still vomiting from mm-hmm. being sick from the mystery illness that struck their household. It might have been a last straw type of deal. Right. So there's that too. But after the trial, Emma and Lizzie moved into a large modern house in Fall River. They had staff that included live in maids, a housekeeper, and a coachman. Although she was acquitted, Lizzie was ostracized by Fall River Society. She was later accused of shoplifting in 1897 in Rhode Island. Hmm. Emma moved out of their house in 1905 and never saw Lizzie again. On June 1st, 1927, Lizzie Borden died of pneumonia. R.I.P. Nine days later, her sister Emma died from chronic nephritis... At the age of 76 in a nursing
0: home in New Hampshire. I'm sorry, but I want to take back what I said, RIP, because if she did commit murder. Rest in turmoil, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch.
1: (laughs) So, the last thing I put in my notes was at the time of her death, Lizzie was worth over $250,000 at that time. Dude, that's insane. Now, that's $5,233,000. That's crazy, dude. When she died, that's a lot of money. That's crazy, I mean, but it's all because her father was so wealthy and never like spent wealth. his yeah. money. I mean, even they lived in a huge house. I don't think they worked. Um, they didn't need to. Yeah, they just lived on the money they had. They that's had insane. this huge house and all of their live-in maids and all of their people that worked for them. Mm-hmm. They didn't do anything. That's crazy. So. If she didn't, she got away with it. And if not, somebody got away with it. Yeah. Because it's unsolved and it will probably always be unsolved. Bridget wasn't talked about at the end. mm Interesting. I don't know what happened to Bridget. I think they just faded faded away.
0: Didn't say much about Bridget. Unless she became one of the live-in maids at her new house. Mm,
1: that could be possible. That's the story of Lizzie Borden, the axe
0: murderer. Awesome. Or not axe murderer. If she did it, she got away with it. Maybe we can do like a deeper dive on this case for the Patreon once we get it back up, like more into the theories and stuff. You know. Yeah.
1: If you guys, if you guys would be interested in that, um, let us know. We could definitely do more in-depth research mm-hmm. on it. <laughs> I don't want to make these episodes too too long. Yeah. But I definitely could go on for like another hour. Right. In theories and little small details. Right. So if that's something you guys would be interested in, let us know. And
0: thanks for listening. Um uh, make sure you go listen to Michelle's episode. It came out on Wednesday. And go um check us out on social media. And also please leave us a review a rating subscribe to us like we really appreciate it we're up to 15 ratings so far so that's more than what we had when we started asking people to leave us ratings or if you have time leave us a review we really appreciate it we do we do so that's it that's it see ya. bye